Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of The Vegas Therapist. I'm your host, Ryan Winder. Remember, what happens in Vegas is not staying in Vegas as I bring you helpful tips for life with the Vegas twist. Let's start the episode. Welcome everybody to another episode of The Vegas Therapist. I'm your host, Ryan Winder, marriage and family therapist practicing here in Las Vegas. Uh, thanks for listening and thank you for your feedback of the show. Um, look forward to getting your emails and have appreciated your emails and uh, requests for different information uh, and different uh, topics for the show. Uh, today's episode, uh, though, is a little bit more um, meaningful in the sense of uh, it's it kind of it comes in response of a of, of a recent event um, that resulted in a very difficult loss for some people that that we know and care for um, and uh, it was a unexpected uh, loss of their son in, in, a, in a car accident and so I wanted to take the time today just to talk about loss and grief and dealing with sudden loss especially and, and, and what that uh, can be like for people and how they can you know move through it both those you know of, of the loved ones and obviously friends and family that experience the loss as well um, first off I just want to say too, just um, you know when I started this show uh, one of the reasons that I did start the show was because as a therapist you know you have a limited impact in terms of the people that you see and the amount of people that you can see on a daily basis and obviously living in Las Vegas you know I only have the ability to see people um, you know relatively close I do do FaceTime sessions with people that have been my clients in the past and have moved away and and uh, I've done that and offered that to other people in the past as well outside of Las Vegas um, but for the most part you know you have this limited kind of capacity as 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 far as your outreach and your impact that you can have and so you know one of the reasons I started the podcast was to increase that that um, that window of people that um, I could reach or touch or offer insights to and maybe help them in their lives and give them some things that you know ha- that I've learned along the way and that hopefully they can use in their lives and so so this episode definitely you know takes on that meaning as as something that I hope that people that you know that are from the that I grew up with that are from the small town that I that I came from um, that you know, as they go through this difficult time in their lives, and any of their friends or family who've been affected by this can use this information as they cope with this this loss and this grief in their lives. And uh, so, it 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 I'm I'm honored to be able to con I guess just to try to contribute in some way to offer some sense of help and support um, in this in this process. And um, again. Um, my heart goes out to the family as they deal with this loss. Um, obviously, any loss that happens in our lives comes with its own emotional challenges and difficulties. Um, some some loss, though, can seem to uh, you know shatter the world as we know it. Especially, I think, when we lose a child, uh, um, you know, when grief kind of like catches us off guard it really it really can have an impact on us and like I said it can shatter our world um, and and you know for me the sudden lo- and un- unexpected loss of a child kind of feels like it tops the list of of what a tragic loss would be like you know as a parent 
uh, it's hard to comprehend the impact of this type of loss. And like I said before, just my heart goes out to those who've experienced such a loss or, you know, are going through it at this time. Um, the other thing is that with a, a, a sudden loss like this in this nature is that it um, obviously the, you know, the, the impact goes far beyond parents. Um, there's other close family members, there's friends, um, just people, especially in a small town community, um, just so many people are impacted, uh, whether it's teachers in their school or kids, again, friends and just so, so many different people can be impacted by, by the loss of, of a young person or, or anybody by that manner. Um, you know, and, and for friends often, you know, it's, it, it, this can be their first experience with death or loss. Um, and so it can be very overwhelming for them and processing through such an event can be very complicated. Uh, getting to a place, especially of acceptance will take time. And there's obviously many hurdles to overcome along the way to, a, to what can be, or what may feel like a quote unquote new normal or a life without the individual that's been lost. Um, and obviously, like I said, I mean, that's something that takes time and, and really developing, even when I say, you know, a new normal, it's just, there's not really a way to even describe what that can be like, because that sense of loss will really be impactful, especially for the family for, for the rest of their lives. Um, and so whether we're, you know, offering support to family, friends, or even coworkers, you know, there's some specific things to consider when addressing loss that's so sudden and I just kind of want to wanted to be able to share some of those things so that you know if you're involved in this process in any way or going through it or have gone through it um, just to kind of keep some of these things in mind um, for those around you the first thing is is that obviously I think you know many people today especially are going through what what many would consider shock and disbelief um, and so that really can you know overshadow any initial signs of grief because we're just you know just basically just in shock um you know so a lack of sadness may seem confusing um it also maybe even at times be misinterpreted by others but it really does make sense that there is this initial refusal to to not want to accept a loss that is so unexpected um so without the time to prepare it often leaves loved ones feeling like the rug has just been pulled out from underneath them so feelings of shock and disbelief can manifest as emotional shutdown, um, but this does need to be validated for the individual or, you know, individuals that may be experiencing this, and it's okay to feel this way. You know, really the idea of shock and disbelief, I think maybe, you know, it, it's hard to kind of even put a time frame on how long that may last for someone. Um, I think, you know, for me personally, what I've seen, I mean, it, it can last for weeks or even months with people. Um, you know, again, depending on the type of loss that it is, uh, that, that sense of disbelief or not wanting to accept um, so, such a thing can really, you know, linger on for a long period of time. And so when we talk about helping somebody kind of through the grieving process, you know, and getting to those, you know, core feelings of sadness and stuff, you know, they may, you know, they may not manifest some of that other, those, that, those other parts of grief for a long period of time. And so, you know, when they kind of get to that phase of kind of acceptance or at least starting to accept that this is real, um, you know, then that's obviously when we need to be there to even support them even more so as they kind of begin the process of, you know, emoting some of what they're what they're feeling. Because, again, that like I said, that shock and disbelief can linger on for a long period of time. Um, you know, 
and the, I think the other thing, the, the second thing I wanted to kind of point out too is just that, you know, the suddenness of such an event can also invoke more anger or even outrage, um, which obviously needs to be addressed as well. But just like, you know, any other emotion, we need to create a safe and accepting space for anger to be fully processed. Um, you know, especially in the case of unexpected loss, anger really does need to be expressed. It needs to be witnessed. It needs to be soothed. Um, before really grief can even be accessed, like that, that needs to, that needs to happen. And I think, you know, when, when we think about it, and this is really important to remember is that when anger is not safely expressed or gets repressed by the individual, you know, it will inevitably manifest itself in other, in other destructive ways. And so that's obviously something we don't want, you know, long-term for an individual that's experiencing this. And so, you know, I think again, especially it's really important that we support those dealing with loss, um, you know, in, in, in their anger, if they feel, if they feel angry, oftentimes I know we view anger in a negative light. So we discourage its expression or we even want loved ones to kind of push past it, you know, often thinking that the anger will not help, but really we have to remember anger is a part of the grieving process and it needs to be expressed. Like I said before, that it really does need to be expressed before grief can even be acute, be accessed. Um, and so that needs to be allowed. Um, and kind of going back to what I said before too, just the fact that, you know, if it, if it is repressed or if it isn't expressed properly, how it can come, come back in destructive ways, you know, you know, one of the big things is that, I don't know if you've ever heard the, the statement, depression is anger turned inwards. So again, if we kind of like take that on or, or sit on it, you know, then maybe for the individual, that's not doesn't feel like they can express that anger maybe long term they have more depression which then doesn't allow them to have movement in their lives or be able to again kind of move forward in a real sort of way just because they're they're battling more depression um, and again other destructive ways can just you know be more of like some of the things that we think about with like um, you know drugs alcohol addiction type things that can also be manifested but even you know with that i think of the other thing i've seen too is people that maybe haven't allowed themselves to feel as angry as they could about different situations or different losses is, is that later on it comes back to maybe they start to blame other things or you know they're mad they're they end up being more mad at god or or things of that nature and so you know, again, just allowing whatever emotion to be present, I think, is important for us. Um, you know, and, and like I said, especially when when death can be so unexpected and 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 such a difficult thing, especially with the loss of a of a of a child. So, um, so that's that part. Another, the third thing that the third point that I wanted to kind of touch on as well too is that um, you know, losing somebody suddenly. Uh, and you know, not having a chance to say goodbye uh, gives us really no opportunity to finish what we might think of as unfinished business with loved ones, and this really can be a major issue for for many of us. Um, you know, the lack of time to bring this this important relationship to a close can cause so much anguish with us um, that those loved ones who you know, especially with the, again the loved ones that die without any kind of warning, you know. We often hear people talk that they wish for one more brief moment to say that they love them or to say something that they wanted to say. Um, you know, I've experienced that, you know, in my own life and, and you know, with my wife losing her dad unexpectedly, 
um, you know, just talks about that and just, you know, wishing that they'd have known um, and had that chance to say I love you or something of that nature. You know, I think the other thing is, too, is we often look back to our last encounter. You know, we evaluate what that was like. You know, was it something positive? Could we have done something different? You know, or we find ourselves thinking if only we had known um, we would have done this or done that or maybe things would have been different or again we would have said something or we told them that we love them you know we rack our brains with all these different things and we look at again that last moment or that last encounter to kind of like almost like as if it like that is sort of the defining nature of the relationship I mean first of all you know I think we have to know that this is a normal process or a normal thing for us to do but we also have to kind of look at the big picture and know that um, our relationship with somebody is not defined in one moment. And even if it is something that maybe wasn't as positive as we'd like to have had, or or maybe even if it ended on a negative note, you know, a relationship isn't defined by one moment. And we have to allow ourselves to, you know, to feel that and recognize that um, the loved ones that, that we lose in these unexpected moments, that our relationship was so much more than one moment. We have to kind of reflect on that and the positive nature of that as a way of kind of being able to, you know, accept and move forward and, and, and even trying to the best we can, you know, f have some type of finishing sense of this, of this unfinished business that we feel. So just, you know, know that, that, um, those relationships that, that we have with, with those that we lose are not defined in those one moments as we kind of look back and think about our last encounter of what that was like with that, with that individual. Uh, fourth thing that we need to look at is that obviously there, you know, in these situations, there's a strong need to sort of quote unquote fill in the blanks when loss is unexpected. You know, I mean, as humans and individuals, we don't like, we don't like the unknown and it's hard to live with not having answers for tragic life events. So I think filling in the blanks feels better than having to live with the not knowing or, you know, why something, I guess not knowing why something awful has occurred. Uh, but we have to also be careful about the way that we kind of go about filling the blanks because when self-blame becomes a part of the explanation, um, then, you know, know that especially if we're kind of on the listening end of that and we hear somebody kind of blaming themselves for something, you know, we really have to pay attention to how that person is moving through their grief um, and just, just make sure that we're staying close to how they're responding and what they're doing. Um, you know, statements that we might hear could be like, you know, I should have done blank or um, if only I were or we had done blank. Um, you know, things like that kind of, again, they, they sort of signal this sense of maybe some self-blame in the process and and, um, you know, and obviously if there's, you know, when we can see from the outside looking in that there's really, there is no self-blame, there is no reason for that person to be blaming themselves, we have to be mindful of that and try to, you know, help them work through that to, you know, find different ways to fill in the blanks or different ways for them to, you know, um, move through that. Um, often people with religious faith, you know, they look to God to help them fill in the blanks, um, but even... But even that can be a difficult or, or a frustrating process for some. You know, statements with that might be, you know, is his or her time, or maybe God called them home, um, or this is God's plan. You know, these can be statements of acceptance, uh, but mainly they're, they're also statements of us uh, trying to make sense of something unknown and something that, 
you know, again, feels so unexpected and such so tragic that we're, you know, we're trying to make sense of it. And that's, that's okay. I mean, that's something that, that helps us to, again, move towards acceptance and the grieving process. And, and although it may take a long time, um, many people do eventually find comfort in being able to attach their own personal meaning to tragic events. And we kind of just have to let them do that, you know, and, and, and be even kind of helpful in that process, maybe even try to help them with, again, kind of creating that meaning and filling in the blanks if that's something that they're searching for or looking for. Um, and, you know, and if they're not, then, you know, then we have to try to allow them to do that for themselves. Um, but like I said, I mean, eventually people do find comfort um, in being able to attach some type of personal meaning to these events. And, you know, the other thing is, is that, you know, through tragedies, um, you know, we do kind of have this heightened sense of awareness about, you know, life issues. Um, tragedies can also be an opportunity for us to be reminded about the preciousness of life and the importance of gratitude, things that, you know, we should always be aware of. But, you know, in this day, you know, in this world, we tend to, you know, let those things pass us by or forget about. But life is very precious and it is important to you know, to love those around us and to hold them tight and to, you know, to make sure that we let them know that we love them on a continued basis. Um, so it's a difficult life lesson, you know, one that, you know, none of us wish to have, um, you know, happen not, not only to us, but anyone that we know. Um, but, you know, these things do happen. And um, and when they do, you know, coping is, is often difficult. You know, we'll need support, we'll need time, someone to talk to, someone to listen to us, someone to wipe away the tears. We'll also need self-care, which I know to many, you know, sounds maybe selfish or how can I do that or, you know, how do I take time for me? Um, but, you know, in times of, of sudden death, you know, this is really an, a needed commodity for, for us to help us, you know, get through as we look to have the strength to endure you know the time that it may take to to go through something like this and um and that's okay again this wasn't something that our lives were kind of expecting especially with sudden loss and so for us to kind of take time and care for ourselves um along the way is you know it's going to be needed as we kind of go through these things and so you know uh, again i just wanted to kind of reach out and and offer some some support in in, in any way that i could today um, for those that might be, you know, kind of just starting this process of, of kind of trying to make sense of life at this time and make sense of, you know, the tragic events that have happened. And as they go through it, just knowing that, you know, this process is, is, is one of, 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 of difficulty and, and one that's not easy, one that's going to require, again, like I said, a lot of support and understanding and time. Um, but, but also it's going to require, you know, people to know that it's okay to feel certain things. It's okay to, you know, again, feel anger and feel upset and feel like it's not fair and to feel like, hey, what, you know, why did this have to happen? And to, again, search for that meaning and to try to fill in the blanks and to try to, again, look at, you know, past interactions and things that we could have done and wanting that last moment. All those things are just a normal part of this process. And, you know, and so my hope is, is that, you know, that those who who can will offer support, those who, you know, are close will, you know, look to try to provide some type of, of, of understanding and support in any kind of way. And, you know, especially with those who maybe, again, have friends or who, 
who were close to um, people that, that experienced this loss that you know look to your look to your kids and, and and make sure that they have an outlet make sure they have somebody to talk to make sure that you know that they are okay and again you know especially when it comes to the shock and disbelief just know that some something like that can you know take some time to uh, pass by again it could be weeks or months before they you know really kind of start to you know see the reality of what actually is and and the fact that this person's no longer around and so it may take some time for it to hit you know various individuals and and when it does you know that's maybe the time that they'll need that support or somebody to talk to um, and uh, so anyway just wanted to put that out there I know that like I said dealing with sudden loss and tragedy can be a really difficult thing but it's something that also too that can kind of bring us together and and uh, we can draw closer to friends and family and uh, really feed off their support and, and their sense of love for us. And, um, you know, I just hope that that's something that we can all look to do as we, you know, try to, as we go through different things, you know, in life. It, life's going to throw us these types of things, you know, from time to time. And uh, like I said, it's not always fair or easy to, to, to manage them. But there is help out there. There is support. And, and again, just kind of knowing that we can, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take some time to go through this and, and allowing people to have that time and, and the ability to express whatever they need to express is an important part of this. So this is The Vegas Therapist. Um, thank you for, again, listening. And, again, if you have any questions or want to email me any feedback or get in contact with me, if, if you want to contact me about any even, you know, again, scheduling any kind of sessions or anything of that nature, um, ryanwinder at gmail.com that's ryanwinder at gmail.com and I will talk to you next time thanks